0: Hey, what we saying? So on this episode today, I'm joined by one of my friends, uh, Danny Sams, who I've met on the wonderful world of Instagram. And it's it's a really interesting topic that Danny actually brought up, which is rest as resistance. It's something that I feel isn't spoken about anywhere near as much because when it comes to resting and taking time for ourselves, the whole idea of self-care revolves around us um, It revolves around this idea of capitalism I know that sounds like I'm going like full tinfoil hat on this but in reality (laughs) what it is is that we've kind of got this idea that in order to look after ourselves and take time to rest we have to spend money on face masks go for baths light candles like it's always something materialistic there's never this means Mm. to kind of create a space that is Mm -hmm. comfortable that allows us to kind of just relax and be ourselves but Danny actually brought this question up herself, so I want to talk to Danny about that today. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Hey, everybody. I'm Danielle Sands. Um, you can call me Danny or whatever similar thing to Danielle. I'm really not fast. Um, <laughs> I am from South London, but I live and work in a small town. Actually, it's a city, but it's really small in Germany. Um, I'm a research assistant in cognitive neuroscience and a climate organizer and activist. Um, so yeah, that's me in a nutshell
0: that's pretty cool I can just imagine like I can just imagine when you hand in CVs and resumes to places they're just like damn she, she yeah. does so much of their time
1: to the whole degree yeah that's crazy <laughs> it, yeah. so pretty like cool.
0: w- with the sheer amount that you actually do I presume that like um resting and taking time for yourself is something that's really important
1: it is so important I'm it's something I really am strict upon. Like, I'm really strict with like my bedtimes. I'm really strict with having time with myself, um, by myself, not online, not with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just doing some self care things that, you know, are more capitalized, like self, um, face masks or, I don't know, hair masks, whatever. But also things that maybe people don't typically think of as rest as, again, well, obviously sleep. But um, just going on walks with no aim, doing things with no, particular aim or productive need. Um so yeah, it's something I focus on a lot because I as, as soon as I'm any kind of tired, I'm not doing anything anymore. I, I can't yeah. work, I can't function very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um I get really hangry as well. So it's like, no, nah, I my body says no, so I have to say no to you. <laughs> uh,
0: I can I can understand the hangry feelings because we get that yeah. a lot in this household. Yeah. We've got three cats that get hangry. <laughs> I've got a partner that gets hangry oh and goodness. I'm guilty as well. So um the point that you made there is that you're going on like walks with like no aim and whatnot but we kind of live in a time right now where the likes of social media and kind of just like the working world in general kind of mm-hmm. gives us this impression that our productivity our level of productivity in particular is what kind of what like leads us towards it uh, like being rewarded the whole right rising grind culture but in reality it's that's not the case, is it? Because like we just spoke about how productivity doesn't guarantee a return, but that no, ideal doesn't. is still pushed.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of this grind culture just um, it has its roots in white supremacy and capitalism, mm-hmm. and you know, for a long, 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 long time, um, the way capitalism has been pushed is very much a race and class issue as well, so sure. obviously um, Black and Indigenous peoples have been enslaved and forced to work. In horrible conditions and with obviously no pay, no no any no benefit to them whatsoever. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just to, you know, for the production of the West, for, for the, the production of goods like cotton, tobacco, and which were then sent to the West in terms of like slavery. And then even in say Europe. Um, around the time of slavery and before there was like things like enclosures and the way um, the rich people always oppressed the poor and did their best to make the poor work the land really hard and destroyed any kind of communal um, efforts they made to work together and make sure everyone had something for themselves um, without any lack or also the creation of like artificial lack (laughs) (laughs) is a really big um, proponent of like capitalism and grind culture because obviously for example um we have landlords right and yeah. this is going in a really random field sorry <laughs> no this is
0: that. great because like i love the conversation of <laughs> landlords Let's go um, for
1: but landlords it's like okay so before people would have you know their own land everyone would own their own piece of land where they can work they can subsist they can feed their families um they can also look after the land in a way that it's not just constantly extracting you're actually giving back to the land so that it um The land is healthy and you can keep on producing. Um, Whereas, you know, landlords would, for example, in enclosures, they would own a much larger area of land and then the workers had to produce from that land. And each year they have limit or thresholds of how much they need to produce. And if they don't produce that amount, they're like left to starve. (laughs) And obviously that forced people to um, intensify their productivity um to make sure that they can actually survive, eat, have food and be poor St- they'll stay poor but not mm-hmm. be dying, I guess. Um so yeah, I can't remember what's going on at this point.
0: But like <laughs> the, like you're saying there, like the, the white supremacist links actually are there. And it makes oh, yeah, it clear like, bit it makes day.
1: it clear to say
0: that there's There is the white man that's on the top that's basically bearing down on absolutely everybody else. And then there was an example that I was given yesterday when I was talking to um, uh, Emily Calderwood, who I think is going to be the previous podcast, about uh, white Mm. feminism. And she brought up a really, really good point about how um, when women started pushing for the right to vote and how there was slavery was in quote unquote abolished when in reality it still exists Mm -hmm. today with the prison system and whatnot. There would be a white women would be basically offloading their children to black women for the black women to look after them so that once the kids are grown up and they're able to kind of have their careers, the black woman doesn't get anything out of it whatsoever. It's basically just the the white kid that puts everything back in to their own family and the the black woman is just kind of left without thanks. And it kind of like raised another really, really good point that I thought as well is that like in terms of feminism and the level of productivity that is required of absolutely everyone and how there's people yeah. out there to claim, oh yeah, they're like the workplace is equal. Just some women don't want to do certain jobs, but then when you actually get into certain workplaces, there is women that have the exact same job as a man that puts in the same, if not more, effort that is rewarded less, hence the gender mm. pay gap. And
1: yeah.
0: it's just crazy to think that like, we kind of are pushing this sort of society and we're not actually advocating for people to kind of create restful spaces we're just expecting them to keep working and keep working and keep working
1: Overproductivity is really heavily praised but i think if you think about well you know sleep for example is just so important Mm -hmm. for our health it's important for memory and dreaming and reimagining and literally all of our physical health most um Uh, diseases like Alzheimer's, cancers, et cetera, et cetera, that are prominent in the Western world are linked to sleep deprivation. Um, And if we're always tired, we can't work to our best capacity anyway. We can't um, work so hard towards more just futures, Um, which obviously in the kind of activism space is important because a lot of activism is quite reactive, but I, I, I noticed that a lot of people don't think about the after, it's like, okay, so when we've achieved justice, what's the world going to look like? What does a just world look like to you? Um, and it's something that I don't see discussed often enough in my opinion. And yeah. I think that needs to be more of the focus because it's great to, you know, react to different injustices and make sure that we're fighting against them. But we need to so know if, what um, we're fighting towards.
0: <laughs> so if, if like you are saying there, you kind of see the question of, what's it like when we achieve justice like we see, we see what the build-up is to obtaining justice but then mm. what sort of things should we be seeing afterwards once you obtain justice
1: yeah are you asking me
0: yeah i'm asking you yeah oh,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> um well, yeah that's the thing it's like okay and i guess a, a just world to me would be like a world where people don't have to struggle to survive in any way mm-hmm. um, we all have enough food shelter um we're looking after each other as a community like i think as well self-care is hugely hugely individualized and mm-hmm. we don't think about how in communities we could join together to make sure that everybody is looked after and that is a form of self-care as well by looking after the the whole you're going to be looking after you too mm-hmm. um, Absolutely. and yeah i think yeah, as I said, we have all of our needs met. Um, I think a future where degrowth is the focus rather than, you know, constant growth and capitalism mm-hmm. because we can't keep on extracting resources from the earth. Um, we, are, we are running out. We've been running out for a long time. Yeah. Um, and also if we're able to, you know, rest and look after our communities, we will heal within ourselves. Our communities will heal and the earth will heal as well um, mm-hmm. because we are all fundamentally fundamentally interlinked. We are part of this earth and planet no matter how much kind of capitalism and other systems of oppression try to separate humans from the, the rest of the environment. Um, so something along those lines, uh, maybe eliminate kind of social media as well and the constant need to create, I don't want to say artificial connections, but um, I think with social social media is very much it is very much reactive. it is another way of getting people to constantly work you in, in a way because you're constantly yeah. being updated you're constantly seeing new things um, any issue is you know it's brief it's transient it's not something that it is not a medium that really allows for long term work and long term work towards liberation of any kind mm-hmm. um, so yeah I'm, I, it is something I'm still thinking about a lot and I don't have the answer, and I think it definitely requires many, many people to have input. But yeah,
0: I like I totally agree with you with that because like with the social media, is that we're constantly of this impression that if we keep producing, then we're going to be working towards creating a space for ourselves that feels comfortable. Like I kind of see my account in particular as like a safe space, a place that Mm -hmm. I can personally feel comfortable and feel good. But at the same time, it's still something that is promoting me to burn myself out or overwork myself. I've got this constant idea that I want to make a space that other people feel comfortable in. But whilst I'm doing that, I'm kind of putting myself at risk of, kind of just feeling like I have to constantly produce in order to kind of obtain some sort of reward, and kind of having that sort of ideology kind of ingrained in society like it's it's not beneficial at all it's great being able to put stuff out there to make feel make people potentially feel better but Mm. when you've got the you've got the likes of algorithms over the over social media and how Instagram changes constantly and YouTube's is incredibly strange as it is as well yeah those particular algorithms kind of make you feel that it doesn't matter how much effort you're putting in you just have to keep doing it in order to stay relevant
1: and yeah that's it, the thing as well with kind of on social media you are constantly thinking that like, oh i need to post i need to like and comment and blah 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 with other people's mm-hmm. work just to make sure that you know when i post i get likes and my work gets seen mm-hmm. um and i mean I guess for some people if you like earn money on social media and things it's one thing it's more Mm -hmm. of a means for survival but I think if you're just a general social media user there's no point
0: (laughs) there's no no benefit um, (laughs) Uh, because like if you're just constantly just updating people on your private life then it's like you're putting so much energy into this and and I think we need to
1: and I think we need to focus on making you know more real life connections more real life community um more more communities because especially in the mm-hmm. west we are very disconnected from any community like i was here here in germany i have kind of i'm friends with some of my neighbors now and i'm like wow this has never happened before because like in <laughs> london or when i lived in scotland for example i don't know my neighbors <laughs> i don't know anyone and i had no like i didn't even know how to the people who weren't you know in my direct sphere like in school or at work it's like there's no there's no need but we we are really just separate from people in a way and we've we're very much um about our own kind of survival and i think we need to remember that we are we can all rely on each we should be able to all rely on each other to 100 yeah survive and look yeah That'd be great if everyone looked after each other.
0: <laughs> like, I, f- I feel that with like the whole term of like rest and resistance is that I feel that as as little as people seem to really know about it, it's not something that's really um, it's not something that's really promoted. But the version of it that we do see is kind of romanticised in a sense, right? Definitely. So yeah, because like I can imagine if anybody's listening to this, being like, how can you romanticise um, like resistance? But like think of um that's a cat rubbing itself on the microphone there. apologies <laughs> for that um Cute. the way that i see it is that it's romanticized in a sense where like uh, hong kong has been resisting for so mm. long now and people are under this impression like oh this is so admirable this is amazing like keep at it, keep keep going like and then all they're really doing about it is posting like a facebook status yeah. About, and then like there's people that are actually like on the front lines basically just trying yeah. to stop their own government from infringing on their human rights. And it's it's like there's so many different ways to kinda resist and there's so many different ways to kinda rest, but we never actually get to see how those two can properly interlink with one another because it seems like it's it's an all or nothing sort of thing. And
1: yeah, well that's the thing as well. Like maybe if if everyone just stopped for a while that would be a form of resistance. It's kind of like at the beginning of the pandemic when, mm-hmm. you know, people couldn't walk, work anymore and everyone, the, the economy was crashing. And it's like, wow, that is, that's wild. And obviously it's, it's quite hard because obviously people aren't earning money. A lot of people live check to paycheck, you know, they don't have any fallback or security. Um, so I wouldn't just say everyone stopped working and we'll solve all of our problems, obviously not, yeah. but, um, Yeah, it would be amazing if people who could just did some kind of direct action, which was doing nothing um, to kind of combat this grand culture or, um, what was I going to say as well? There's When you're resting, you are actively fighting against capitalism, in a way, because you're not um, feeding into the constant need to keep on doing to, quote unquote, achieve something. by resting I know tomorrow when I go back to work I'm going to feel so much better than I did last week because I was incredibly tired and incredibly stressed last week um I am going to be more productive um and I'm going to have more ideas and I think I'm going to make more progress in what I have to achieve because Um, you've taken
0: that time to rest and yeah you've cultivated a space where you can do so
1: yeah exactly and I've taken time to just do things that I enjoy doing that aren't quote quote uh, productive like just spend time with my friend and play video games and watch way too many episodes of anime <laughs> or painting and like looking after my plants and looking after my my um, home environment and that kind of thing It's like um, there's so many ways just to rest and do self-care like um, it doesn't have to be uh, something that you buy <laughs> or anything like that Um 100%. so yeah
0: no nah, i rate that I, I think that's a really really good point for us to finish on there like thank you for today danny i know that no we kind of came into this with like no specific questions or anything like that but i think it's cool just to just chill and have a conversation and yeah, yeah i appreciate nice. you taking the time <laughs> it's cool
1: isn't it <laughs> it's yeah it's very nice i like
0: that it's just, okay yeah, it's cool it's a different kind of vibe so like it, it's cool mm. but um yeah thank you for taking time today and no I'll no worries you bit. thank you bye
1: everybody